0: The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one I have been and always shall be your friend. We are assembled here today to pay final respects to our honored dead. And yet, it should be noted that in the midst of our sorrow, this death takes place in the shadow of a new life, the sunrise of a new world, a world that our beloved comrade gave his life to protect and nourish. He did not feel this sacrifice a vain or empty one. And we will not debate his profound wisdom with these proceedings. Of my friend, I can only say this. Of all the souls I have encountered in my travels, this was the most human.
1: Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin,
2: and my name is Alexia.
1: And today, I sucks.
2: Yeah, it really kind of does.
1: Man. Um, so uh, I may sound emotional, uh, and I am, but in truth, uh, so it doesn't sound like I'm faking anything, I'm actually fighting a bad cold. So uh-huh. like, if I sound like I'm like <coughs> choking, um, I'm not choking on tears. Those are inside. But as Alexia will attest, I don't actually have feelings. Stop. Um oh, true. Um
2: I was a little concerned about doing this, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Cuz I actually am like super emotional. I feel a little bit silly about it
1: maybe. Do you know who would feel silly about you being emotional?
2: Uh no. Spock. Spock. yes definitely. Spock <laughs> would. would
1: definitely go
2: Here we go. It's logical. <laughs> <laughs> like here
1: <coughs> there I am going um he would say that that death is just a logical conclusion to life isn't that what he so um so yeah hey listen for those of you listening uh in the future today is the 27th it's going to be one of those rare days 27th of february 2015 one of those rare days that we post the same day that we record um cuz <clears throat> today leonard demoy died yeah and that's unhappy um we uh we talked about whether or not to do it earlier today. Uh, uh, we were having a conversation earlier today about whether or not we're going to do a trek up this, this weekend and we decided to do it next week and we probably still will. And we were going to do a, like a, like an episode about like a season or something, maybe have a guest or something. And then like a half hour later, I was, uh, driving to, um, a little town in the middle of nowhere around here called Hagerstown. Um, Oh, which is very nice, but um uh and I had to stop at a little diner and when I was at the diner, I read the news um that uh Mr. Nimoy had passed. Um and so I I didn't and, and I was texting you about this, Alexia. I didn't know whether or not like I didn't want to be the one, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <coughs> because I was like I was just like ready for like the initial anger. Fuck you! Fuck no, no. <laughs> I was just ready for it. <laughs>
2: yeah i actually <laughs> mr a uh when he called me had a whole lot of prep leading up to the news <laughs> like he like, i won the lottery yeah <laughs> uh, uh, everything's great except for this one thing
1: <laughs> like or go, the, or go the other way and go listen um what well, you know i've been in a car accident and my gosh. leg is my leg is amputated and uh, I did that in trying to commit a crime, um, for which I will be wanted for ever. Um, and 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 in the commission of the crime, I was cheating on you. You would never and, have and, done that.
2: Can and, I- and and
1: and and at the same and and at the and at the same time, um, I am actually an, a a Soviet spy. Even the Soviets were like a long time ago. And and none of that is true. So you can take a deep breath. But this happened.
2: But this thing actually happened. This one it's thing just, did it's So I guess it's weird because, like, I don't know. I, 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 I tell you frequently, and as we've already observed, you know, when uh, we've watched Trek together, uh, I'm a very emotional person. And uh, so I am not taking it very well. <laughs> um, I kind of feel... I know it sounds kind of silly, I guess, but I sort of feel, even though I didn't like, actually wasn't like friends with him, like I feel like I lost a friend.
1: Like I was having I was having that conversation. So you know, anyone listening to the show knows that I've got two kids. One of them is is you know old enough to understand what's going on, and we talked a little bit about movie stars and TV stars today. And in our conversation, we said, you know, movie stars are our heroes you know they first of all they're physically huge like their face is the size of an IMAX screen and sure. when they speak their their voice booms and the stories they tell are usually huge in scope and really important either from a very personal point of view or from a massive universe saving point of view they're they're usually doing something really important and those are great but tv stars um are in your home
2: mm-hmm. they're in your
1: te- they're 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 not something you've gone out to see. Uh when you're generally in a good mood to go out to see something. They're the thing that you pop on when you're in a bad mood and you're like, fuck, I'm just putting something on. They're what you're barely paying attention to while you're eating dinner. They are what you're watching right before you go to bed. They are what is there to get your mind off your shitty day in school
2: or Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like I, mean, I it, in this in this particular in particular, like growing up. I didn't have a lot of friends, you know, and so they kind of, here I go, (laughs) that's so silly. They kind of were my friends, you know, it was like I, I didn't have people I felt really close to, but like they were there for me, like every time I wanted them when I was a kid and I felt lonely.
1: And then, and then they make the, they do what so few people successfully do. They transition to the big screen. Mm -hmm. so i watched a little bit of of you know of the original series it was on at five i kind of followed i i i I could walk away from an episode halfway through and come back and not really feel like i missed a ton i wasn't it wasn't must-see tv for me the way the next gen eventually became um but i went and saw star trek six and that was fucking massive that was like they, they were heroes. They were big, giant, epic. big screen heroes. They were, as much as Star Wars, as much as anything else, they were on that big screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, if you think about how innocuous and how TV, you know, the acting is in the original series, and then you compare it to that moment when Spock shows up and is talking to Chris Pine, waving a big, giant torch and, you know, you know, blowing away a hoth dragon or whatever the fuck that thing was, um, <laughs> um, um, you know, like that guy did both those things, you know, to say nothing of being the voice of Galvatron, which is what Daniel Ross brought up today, that he was also the voice of Galvatron in the Transformers movie, you know, um, like, like he was. So even Daniel, you know, you know, do you know, Daniel
2: Ross met him. Um. Yes. I. And I. <laughs> like I was just saying earlier like that was one of the first thoughts i had like i never had a chance to meet him and tell him like how important he was to me like his work you know in the same way that obviously like william shatner was but like i i'm I'm certain i would have botched it like i did with shatner like i was too i like i was too excited you know like
1: kirk was never my friend Kirk was, you know, when we lose Oh, Shatner, he was mine.
2: He was totally my. You
1: friend. see, here's the thing. He was never even I never even saw him that much outside of being Bones Bones's friend and and then later on I felt him more of Spock's friend, but he was the captain. He was the captain to everyone. Spock was the one that felt somewhat smaller, not as lar- not larger than life, more approachable for me. Um as I, g-
2: I as guess a- I could see that, but I feel like maybe too that he that Spock was because he seemed so cut off, like, cause he was trying to be all Vulcan and contained. Um, that, and, and it was Nimoy who really, I feel like portrayed this, like that, that you could tell there was, that that was sort of like a veneer in a lot of ways that like you could feel the stuff underneath coming from him.
1: Cause I felt fucking cut off, you know, like I, I felt like I was cut off in my, same as you. Um, I don't want to say I didn't I had great friends Um, but I mean
2: I just I you know but, but I felt your... I felt
1: uncomfortable in my in my in my skin and yeah I felt, I felt like
2: awkward and weird yeah. and and like even like I don't want to paint I felt like, cause, picture, cause Spock, like
1: Spock had great friends too but not many and the most people you know some people out and out disliked him. Some people, it felt like most people just kind of tolerated that he was there, but nobody really wanted to get close to him. Except yeah, for it's Kirk. not like
2: yeah, it's not like he was Mister Popular or anything. And I felt
1: that so so for me, he wasn't just the the window into humanity, which is that's a lot of what we serve what he served, and we'll talk about that. But like he was, he was my avatar into okay. the show. Kirk, Kirk was always a hero kirk Kirk was a movie hero i i watched a little original series today and kirk was so larger than life he was ready to be the movie hero like he was not you know nimoy it's so funny because on on screen nimoy has this gravitas he's got a lot of gravitas to him he's got no he's got no gravitas to him in the show none he is he is a little smarmy and just absolutely a guy i feel like i know it's like he knew he was that pro of an actor to go okay with the tv cameras are rolling i'm not doing gravitas i'm doing i'm doing relatable and the minute that you just watch star trek the motion picture it's a different performance and it's a performance that has this weight to it that the tv which is what those movies needed him to be I don't so it's an actor I,
2: it's it's, it's weird for me cuz it doesn't feel that way like i didn't feel I'm just not saying I didn't feel like he was relatable. I'm just saying I didn't. I didn't get smarmy. It's just like a that seems a bad word. Well, I me.
1: watch. I I watch. I watch Trouble Tribbles today, um, because uh, I was with the kids and that would be a good one to watch with them. Sure. And his covered He was smarmy as fuck. Yeah. Hey, are you kidding? He's he's talking. He's talking to the doctor, and and he goes. One good thing about Tribbles, they don't talk too much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what I mean. Like, it didn't... Just like I, I like, guess I was like, "Shit,
1: that's that's a little shitty of you." Well, done. I guess
2: the I mean, I guess the word that it occurs to to me, like it it always felt like I don't know, and like and maybe this was just my you know the way I felt about it because like I loved him. um It felt like he like there was all this stuff underneath, and that he would say these seemingly poopy things, um, like as his own defense mechanism. You know those people who are kind of like that, where like they do have like a soft, gooey center, so like they're kind of poopy on the outside. Like, and he every once in a while it would show, and it was like, "Aha, we caught you!" Um, and and it never, because it just never occurred like nasty. It was there's he had no, a way no, 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 of no. saying it that was that you could tell that he didn't that it wasn't mean or mean spirited. Not just no, because no, no, no and there's it, no. She's a little
1: smarmy. There.
2: I don't know it's just that me to me i guess maybe that word brings up such a a particular picture in my brain that just doesn't drive uh for what you're, you know, like, we're probably talking about the same thing yeah like it doesn't that word doesn't seem appropriate to me but here's
1: the thing though he like in terms of being just a fucking pro um like like if you think about it the spock in the show is totally different than the Spock in the movies cuz he knew what he needed to do there. Then when he was on Next Gen, he absolutely fit in as a Next Gen character and did not did not he had just done Star Trek 6 and it's a different performance than Star Trek 6. He is he is he is feeling the vibe of the room as an actor and knowing exactly what it is he needs to be. All the way to Star I mean into Darkness it was a cameo, but Star Trek 09 like now playing the 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 older guy it would be easy to think of him as as being well he was an old man now so he's playing it old man no he was doing fucking william bell on fringe at the same time and that is not the way he played william bell william bell he played with gravitas and menace um and and he managed to when he came back and did did old spock he was like, he played it as sort of this knowledgeable sage, almost Yoda like character.
2: Yeah. Like, Um, I feel like what he did, like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like to me anyway, like that, like, I think I kind of know what you mean in that. There's like this difference, but it, what it felt like, I guess for me to describe, it was like, I felt like that stuff was there on the, on the show. Like, I always felt like he had a lot of depth, even though it was a tv yeah, but show. but what i mean but what i what
1: i mean but, though is not depth i mean gra- i mean that sort of like that's I what I mean, own the, 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 like i own the room he i i would i would venture to say he rarely owns the room and,
2: and oh reason- see but i felt like he did and i was i guess i so i watched obviously some today uh and i was kind of torn about whether i sh- i like is that what i want to do or is that just going to make me sadder um and i watched I finally, I finally decided to just do it, to just watch. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do though. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go back to where I was in my rewatch. Like, cause I had, I'm always rewatching, you know, the original series. I like how am so, saying. Um, <coughs> what's weird is, of course, the one I come back to, and I had already gotten partway through Spock's brain. So the oh. part I started at was when he's already dead in Spock's brain. Oh, weird. I was like, "Wow, I yeah. that kind of hit me because it was unexpected." I was like, "And I- then I
1: put on Star Trek Two, and it was the funeral scene." See,
2: and I I don't even know if I can ever watch Star Trek Two again. I
1: like, watched the I funeral scene today. No, I made a point to watch it. And it, it got me. I was like, you know, but the interesting thing about the funeral scene is the funeral scene is really about Shatner's performance. Um, but you know seeing the, seeing the coffin and hearing the bagpipes. And I was like, it's, it's really weird because like this guy was not Spock, you know, he like had feelings and shit. Like he was, and I was trying to explain this to, um, to my older kid. Uh, When I was, I was talking about um how he had, you know, we talked a while back about how he had those two autobiographies. I am not Spock that he did after the show. Mm-hmm. And then I am Spock, which he did after um, he was done doing Spock, uh, until Star Trek 09, like after he had done Star Trek six and his next gen appearances. And like, so he had these two books and my, you know, my son thought it was, it was really funny. He was like, he was like, that's so funny. I'm not Spock. I am Spock. And I said, well, here's the reason is that he finished the show and everybody was like, Hey Spock when they saw him. Yeah. And then he was like, fuck that. Like here I am, you know, if he like, he died at 83. Right. And so that means he was 36 when he did the show. So if he was like, if, if he was 36, when, when he did the show, right. Cause it's, uh, that means he would be no other way around. So if he, he's, he would have been 33, 50 years ago when the show started. So yeah, it was 36 when the show ended. So there he is 30, 36, 37 year old guy had done this, you know, basically two, two and a half, three years of this work, that work is gone and everybody's just shouting, Hey Spock at him. you know And he he does not know, and it's the fucking seventies. And what do you do? Like, you're coming out mm-hmm. of the 60s. The whole world has changed. Everyone's going, hey, Sp-. of course. He's like, fuck you. I'm not <laughs> Spock. Yeah, fuck like, all
2: I'm, I'm <laughs> not
1: I'm a I'm a highly trained actor capable of doing many things.
2: Yeah. Everyone in
1: the fucking world thinks I'm Spock. The interesting thing is that then you get to the book, I am Spock, which is now he's, you know, if you go, if you, what, Star Trek 3, Star Trek 6 was like 91. So it was like 25 years after he... Started Star Trek, so now he's been playing the character twenty five years, and it's over. And mm-hmm. he's reflecting on what that has meant for him and for his life, mm-hmm. and and how now he recognizes that Spock has fed him, as opposed to him giving himself to Spock. The character of Spock has now influenced him as a human being. Um, yeah,
2: I mean that's the th- like that's I mean I think like you know we talk about this show and and like for me it. It was a big deal growing up, like not just because it's a big deal. Now we host a Star
1: Trek podcast. I'm
2: just saying, I mean, let me sort of rephrase. I guess obviously it's a big deal now, but I'm saying like it, it formed so many things for me when I was growing up. Like I learned so much from watching this, this show, you know, and, and that may sound kind of silly and there might be, you know, a number of people I imagine that would, you know, scoff at that or look down on that. But like few of those people listen to the show, I would uh, imagine. granted, but I, but I would also, I would like to submit, you know, that they, <laughs> that everybody's influenced by seemingly insignificant shit in their lives. Like that they saw at some developmental stage in their life, like everybody. And like, if, what I have is Star Trek. Well, I'm pretty proud of that. Like they're I could have been influenced by a lot less grandiose and wonderful things that that have such great ideas in them. And well, such, it does give you
1: it does give you that sort of like be a decent fucking person. Yeah. Like you know it's what it's mean? like. It's like like, like it, don't
2: assume things. Like how many episodes do they have where you know you like on the surface things look one way, but they don't just accept that it's like well i we need to we need to dig deeper we need to explore more and find out it's like totally opposite of what they thought
1: but when you look at like the fact that the you know the the first space shuttle that that was the prototype was called enterprise you look at the the technology that has been you know affected by star trek you look at the, the fact that today i mean in essence um a Hollywood director that didn't make that many films and some of his films weren't great. A guy who is a TV actor on, on what was a canceled TV show and then did some movies is, is if you were to step out of the importance of star Trek, that's all Leonard Moore was that guy doesn't get like an immediate note from the president of the United States going, I am bummed out by this. Right. That is the thing. That's, that's the, you say seemingly insignificant. And I I am gonna have to rebuff that because I'm gonna go. I go, if it's it's not seemingly insignificant. As a matter of fact, I would say it's pretty significant cunt. It is, it is very I mean, it's important. Star Trek was important.
2: I feel like it is. I just, you know, I've you you have people who, you know, at various points in your life, you know, if, especially if you're as a hardcore Trekkie as you know, you and I, uh, they're gonna kill you for it. Um, and it's like, I'm, I still sort of struggle sometimes with like feeling like some level of shame, maybe like that I've elevated, like a perfect example, like my mom today, like texted me three words, Spock is dead. Like that was as important. As it was to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and it's, I'm, like I said, like, I'm pretty affected by it. Like, I'm really upset by it. And it's like, because to me, it's not this simple thing of like this character, this, you know, this actor who played a character on some show died, you know, like a person could categorize it that way. I would think they'd be wrong because I think that, you know, especially, being you know, an actor myself and wanting like, I mean, who doesn't want to have been there for so many people? You know what I mean? Even if, if it was mostly in one particular role, but like to have a role in something as groundbreaking as Star Trek, to have done really, really well with it, to have really embodied it and meant so much to so many people. You know, like, that's huge. That's a big deal.
1: You know, there's this is part of me that hopes that this current, you know, and I know, like, like Paul and others, like, aren't a big fan of this new incarnation of Trek. I love, there's this part of me that is comforted by the fact that Zachary Quinto is there doing it, doing it a great job, doing it blessed by Nimoy, did it by becoming incredible friends letter nimoy that basically zachary quinto as much as chris pine did a great job as kirk zachary quinto uh did spock by getting to know nimoy and infusing nimoy into his performance um and a lot of people go well that's just an imitation you know but i it, it was more than that when you hear about these guys hanging out having dinner you know becoming part of each other's lives um It's not like when the baton was passed from one Bond to the other. And, you know, I'm sure one day, you know, as big as these movies are, there are people that will look back and like Quinto better than Neymar. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But the point that I'm making is that that unlike anywhere else where you've seen a role change hands, um, I'm comforted that the Spock that we're getting is still... In a way, Neem, does this making any sense what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I, feel, I, not, I hear you. Like
1: Simon Pegg is doing it. All right, I'll give you a great example. Carl Urban is doing a, a great vocal impression of DeForest Kelly. He's embodying a lot of what Bones is, and I love it. And I he's love doing it a great, lot. Yeah. He's doing a great job. But DeForest Kelly didn't sit down with him. He didn't get to. He didn't get.
2: And he didn't get that opportunity. He didn't you know? get
1: to Forrest Kelly in his bones. He uh, no no pun. I, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, <laughs> but he but he didn't get like in his life. He didn't get they they didn't connect. Um, the fact that and Zachary Quinto is a talented enough actor that he could have studied it, met Nimoy once or twice, and said, "Okay, I think I got it." But that's not what he did. He went and he became they became a part of each other's lives. And he said deliberately, I am going to infuse this with Leonard Nimoy's spirit. And I am going to be so I'm comforted by the idea that that in 20 in 2016 next year, I'm going to get a Star Trek movie with Spock in it. And the Spock that I'm getting is going to be played by someone who loved and is as heartbroken as we are. I'm sure probably more. Definitely yeah, more. Definitely um, um Who is going to be going at this role wholeheartedly, wanting to make it Nimoy's for him? I mean, it's it's yeah. It is, it is comforting to me to know that Leonard Nimoy deliberately made helped Quinto come up with the Spock that we're seeing. So we're still seeing a piece of his work. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, definitely. Like he I was, think, and I
1: think actively involved in the performance that was crafted.
2: Yeah, well, and I think that, you know, as much as, you know, we talk about actors and, and you know, good actors who are, you know, chameleons, and they can be anything. And, like, at the end of the day, though, like, what an actor has, like, when, that's the reason when two different actors do the same role, why it, it doesn't, it's not necessarily just this carbon copy, right? Like, it's not the same because there's a part of you the actor that's put into it that's just there you know what i mean like that informs so much of of what's going on and that's the difference you know what i mean like he didn't it wasn't just some actor in a thing you know like nimoy infused that with him you know he built spock
0: and then, he like Spock took the, was and the, and, and, something on and, a
2: piece of paper, you know, and he's the one I feel like who made Spock what he is.
1: And I and I guess what I'm saying is the difference between Quinto and Urban's performance is that Urban took, uh, Urban took DeForest Kelly's blueprints and built the same thing. Quinto yes. got together with Spock with 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 Nimoy and said let's you and i build this together yeah and so what you're seeing
2: so that is- he had cuz you know he had access then instead of to having access to just like the the plans of the blueprint like you said he had access to the building blocks
1: yeah or not you the building, to, to the architect
2: yeah the architect is a way better analogy yes to the architect himself and so that you know, gives me what's going the- on in his brain and what you know why he went here and how it works you know how his brain works like that's amazing and I'm so glad that he did that because it, um, it does give us and and that was I mean one of the thoughts I had was what what's gonna happen with this next movie like was well I mean to you, you know a-
1: it's gonna you know it's gonna start off with it well I do wonder that like I when when I wasn't being emotional um about it I there was there was a part of me that was that was like had that that same. Like I know that the script originally, the script that that they have, that that was that has since been scrapped um, by the studio was that Shatner and Nimoy were going to be in it somehow together.
2: And I was like, "Oh my god, I want that so badly."
1: But I think that's already been scrapped. Um, I I want to change gears real quick, and this is going to be hard. Um, have you read Le- Leonard Nimoy's uh, final tweet?
2: Gosh. No, like I actually once Mister. I told me the news. All I, like, like I was like, I can't, I, I can't go on the internet right now and like find out all that happened and all this stuff. Like I was like, I just don't think I can take it right now.
1: <laughs> well, you're gonna have to because we're doing a show about it.
2: So um, I am. Aware. <laughs> so,
1: so this is from February 23rd at 2:36 a.m. The man was keeping weird hours. This was after um, his uh, admission to the hospital. I think. Because uh, I think it was, it was like five days ago, was it, that he was admitted to the hospital? I, this must have been after. But he wrote, a life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be held but not preserved, except in memory. Live long and prosper. Wow. Um, I'll just reread it first. Um, a life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved, except in memory. Live long and prosper. Um, it tells me a lot. It tells me that I, it sounds like, doesn't it sound like he knew that this, I mean, that he was, <laughs> like, that he was writing his epitaph? It kind of does, yeah. Like he knew. I mean, he was admitted into the hospital for severe chest pains. That's why he went. He's been suffering from COPD for a long time. Um, he uh, he did write um a tweet earlier saying because uh, he quit smoking twenty years ago, but he smoked forever before that. And basically going, I quit a long time ago, but I I smoked for too long. And then he wrote, "Grandpa says you need to quit now," which I think is pretty hilarious. Um. <laughs> You know, uh, COPD is a really rough, it's a rough, rough disease. Um, It sounds like he kind of knew that, you know, this is, you know, this is going to deteriorate. There's nothing we can do. Um, I like to think that he chose that as an epitaph. I like to think that he was giving us a knowing final message.
2: Yeah.
1: Probably didn't want it to be final, but I mean, that's,
2: I mean, I'm sure it's gotta be on your mind, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're admitted to the hospital, I mean, you didn't hear about him getting like severe admission to the hospital types. Of, I mean, it's, it's,
2: it's scary. I mean, it's scary. every yeah. time It happens. Um, and, like, the thing about saying something like that is that, you know, it's beautiful and valuable every day of the week. You know what I mean? Um, so, it's not like if everything got better and was okay, like, it would be like, why would he say such a thing? You
1: know, like, why would he post that? Um, but it, the, it is it is melancholy. It is, you know, perfect moments can be had but not preserved except in memory about life. You know, I like to think, I mean, if he knew, and I don't know well enough to know, uh, you know, it sounded like there was a sense of peace about it, which I hope was the case because who deserved it more than him? I mean, he's, you know, never heard about that guy being an ego, never heard about that guy being an asshole.
2: Yeah, not not ever.
1: You know, you can't say that about Shatner. You can't say that about Jimmy Doohan. You can say that about, you know, about DeForest Kelly. You always only ever heard good things about him, too. Yeah. But there are a lot of people out there in Hollywood, you know, who you you realize were actors pretending to be these great people. Yeah, <laughs> but it's always... This guy was not one of those.
2: yeah. It's always nice to to hear that they aren't. You know, like it's so heartbreaking to me when you hear that someone that you think is this great person isn't. Um but on the flip side it's so great when you when you hear, you know, by all accounts that they that they are a great person. I I just whew. <laughs> Um
1: If you go onto Facebook right now, um, what's great about what I'm seeing on Facebook is uh, there is an outpouring of love for this guy on Facebook. Um, To start with, the fact that Obama, you know, I know there are people who listen to this who hate Obama. Um, Hi, Eric. Um, uh, I'm not... I'm not one of those. Uh, I'm not either. Um but the fact that the president of the United States said, you know, Spock mattered to me. The fact that 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 his former co-stars are saying that he mattered to them, the fact that you know that Stephen Hawking, it mattered to him, the fact that you know that Wolfie Goldberg it mattered to her, that you know, you know, the 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 smartest minds out there all the way down to comedians and and regular people that, that that there isn't a you have to have had this level of success or you have to you you can be super smart you can be super dumb you can be it doesn't matter this guy touched people across the board and said you know whatever it is you are it's fine spock wasn't even human look what i am mm-hmm. um gosh i'm just going through you know i so many people even I, you know, I thought I was—I thought I was being all creative, putting. You know, I did the live long and Prosper site. it's right now it's my Facebook um, uh, profile. Mm. It's a lot of people's, or at least it's pictures that have come out. Just tons of people across Facebook. As we're talking, I'm scrolling through and just seeing. You know, oh, Daryl has a great new coat. Um,
2: he does.
1: Seeing, uh, seeing a ton of of just reactions to him um him and that stupid fucking dress um you know it's i think he would be gratified by that because i think there was a point where maybe he felt like you know he was not certainly not as relevant as he had once been you know and i, just, and, um, I
2: mean i just don't even feel like that like it's so i don't know if you if you saw birdman um <laughs> or not, since that's kind of a big theme in that film. Um, and I feel like, even though, I, I just I just don't feel like <laughs> that could be true for, for Nimoy. Like that could have been true for him, bef- you know, because like, while I never got to tell him, I feel like I'm sure so many people, you know, whoever had the, you know, however many, you know cons that the that he was at or that, you know just stopped him on the street just you know for a moment to tell him how much his work meant to them and and that it touched their life um i really hope that 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 meant that he knew what his what his work meant what he meant would, to people
1: i would like to think that in you know if you look at pictures of him from the 70s being leonard nimoy Versus pictures of him in the last years of his life doing the live long and prosperous symbol, you know, wherever he went. You know, that's how, how he waved. hmm. I think that says something about where his mindset was about himself. Um, OK, ready for it? Are you braced? Are you bracing?
2: Oh, gosh. OK.
1: Zachary Quinto's Instagram. My heart is broken. I love you profoundly, my dear friend, and I will miss you every day. May flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. That's what we're here for, guys.
2: That's beautiful. Um,
1: you know, why did we do the show today? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I do. You know I, I got I to give a shout out to my mom. To uh, my, uh, my mom is one of those that when I uh, when I talk to her about trek off I mean look you uh if if you are not into what we do what we do is really fucking crass sometimes yeah. uh, uh, and and my mom is not that into this hey she's not that into Star Trek the way that we are certainly not really anything after the original series um, she doesn't like action she doesn't like sci-fi uh, she doesn't like uh, you know, she's not a giant Kevin Smith fan. You know? uh, she would not – there's nothing about our show that she would dig except the fact that you and I are on it and she likes both of us. She adores you. <laughs> oh. uh, she's responsible for the show. I've said this before. And it, I know. A quick sidebar. She was the one who was like, hey, you know that Alexi who's in your film? She's really, really good. And I was like, yeah, I kind of like her. I sort of know her. She's like, no, you got to go fucking see her on a display. She <laughs> no, of course um, not. Uh, that was so and, sweet. I and, and, love her. And I did. I, and I was immediately like, oh, fuck. this." Is, She's awesome. <laughs> and, and it was, and it was after that performance we first had a Trek conversation. So there, um, but she said, uh, she said, uh, that there are going to be fans out there who are feeling like you are. And, you know, for the, for the, you know, few hundred people who, who listen to our show, uh, today, um, maybe they're, maybe they want to mourn with people who get it and who understand and who feel like they do. Um, So that's why we're doing it. That's why we're here. That's why I'm. I'm. We race to do that, even though I'm sick, even though you're a wreck, um, (laughs) trying to get it up the same day because because we want to be here for you guys because we know that this this stays hard for us all. You know. (laughs) Well, he is because because like I said, he yes he was a movie star and yes he was a hero, but he was in our homes and he was people like us. Um. Or rather, people who aren't like us, normies. You know, I'm sure they have their friends, too, and everybody feels insecure and stuff. But um, I would say a lot of Star Trek fans needed the escape because, you know, real life, 20th century, 21st century life um, was not uh, super for us. We needed to go somewhere that was so removed, you know, that there's so much hope. Yeah. Watching a sports show wasn't going to do it for us. Watching a a sitcom wasn't going to do it for us because we needed to be somewhere else because sometimes it was a little too hard you know you could you wanted to go somewhere where you could be a fucking alien who got along with nobody and yet everybody around you would die for you yeah like you know what i mean
2: that's i mean like the fact like the fact of the matter and the you know in the snippy comments and the the back and forths like you know between spock and bones sometimes like at the end of the day like, and this was like I, in Spock's brain in that episode, he's like, you shouldn't put this thing on your head. It could kill you. He's like, I got to, you know, and he makes this, you know, says, well, I could, I mean, were you listening to me? I could, I could retain the knowledge and, and be able to perform the surgery. But like, I never felt like when he said that, I never felt like that's why. Like, it was just like, that was what he knew he had to say to Spock to, to get him to, To understand that he had to do this. To acquiesce. But the reality was. That he fucking loved him. You know. It was like. I have to try. Like yeah. Maybe I will die. Maybe it will scramble the fuck out of my brain. But I'm not just going to sit here. And do nothing. When there's a chance. That I could save you. Like. They loved each other. You know. And that. That's what I mean. Like even though they were so different. and, And sometimes they would you know genuinely seem like you're such a dick right now you know what I mean but at the end of the day they they fucking loved each other and that was so beautiful like that's what I think I'm ta- like that's what I think it is for me when I talk about the magic of those three like I think that's that's part of what's baked in is this this love that they have for each other that I feel like I, for me anyway like just felt like it was always there and there and it was just this this level of acceptance that. I wanted to believe it, you know, that like, I didn't really feel like I got in the everyday world, but I wanted to believe that it was possible. And I think that's the gift. Anyway, I, I don't, think, really. I it. I don't think I
1: can say it better than that. Um, <laughs> uh, listen, I don't think we need to drag this out. Yeah. Um, you know, uh if you're listening to the show for the first time, and I'm sure that you probably there are some people out there who are, um, our show's usually not like this melancholy. Um no, it's you, really should, you, not. Should to, you should listen to our last show, which was like ironically about Star Trek three. <laughs> um, the search for Spock is oh what it was God. about.
0: Yeah, um was... that was
1: our very last show. We also had a little bit about um Kirk jizzing spider webs. So I mean it's truly really, <laughs> that's really what our show is more like. Um <laughs> Uh, so, so feel free to, to check out our last couple episodes and you'll get, you'll get a sense of what we really are. Um, and you can go to trek dot com for that or, uh, or look us up on iTunes and stuff. Um, uh, yeah. Um, we're going to be posting up something, something else really soon. So this is, you know, we can get on to happy, fun, gross, awful, stuff like we normally do um, <laughs> it's so uh, weird
2: i guess we're sort of strange like that like you i mean it's it's out of love um, <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it seems like we're so i don't know kind of goofy and um and crass all the time like it, and i certainly you know certainly i think that that is both of us but um but I, it's because I love it so much, you know what I mean? Like I don't think we're because well, we're because go- we're goofy and
1: crass about other stuff when the when the mics are off. I mean, I, I literally said I want to I want to go over a, a series of texts I had with you right before the show. I'm going to go ahead and read them to uh, to the audience. This is what we really are. It goes like this. Um, <clears throat> uh, I text at eight forty six. I'm ready. You? She says not yet. I go okay nine. I cleared nine to nine forty-five, and then twenty minutes to get it up, and then I wrote. I said, "Get it up." She goes, "Okay, doing my best to start in a few minutes. My computer is just rather poopy. Had no invite. I wrote two minutes. Getting wine. It feeds my brain. I mean, that's that's <laughs> like this is truly how we are. Yeah. Like, nobody was listening to this except for us.
2: Yeah. Um, like- and the, the sometimes the things that happen, just like the, <laughs> the the spooling out of control, just on like a regular conversation. Like, you know what sucks? Like, I, uh, I, I was thinking about you not too long ago. I was like, oh, wow. I totally, because I finally watched the 50th anniversary Doctor Who. And I was like, I totally get why you wanted me to see it now. I'm going to talk all about it the next time we talk. This is going to be great. Uh, and we'll get there. We'll get there, but um, it's it's that's. But like I'm sure we're like when we're going on about stuff like we we sort of have this back and forth, you know, where it's like we'll be like really crass and silly and ridiculous, and then like you know, and then we'll be you know, we'll like wax philosophical and shit because we can do that. Like why? Because the show
1: know? hits you on that many levels. At least <laughs> you
2: know. um, I
1: also you know it's it used to be that I feel like I'm just talking to you. I now absolutely have a sense. Of some of the people that we're talking to. Like, I feel like, I feel like it's like one of those live shows that we do. where not that many people show up, even though I know that hundreds of people hear this. Um, I, it's like, you know, the shows we've done, that have like had 10 people in the audience. Um, like I feel that way, like it's you and I, and we're talking, but I know that there, there are friendlies out there and I know some of them by name and by face. And we talk on Facebook and, you know, you know, you guys who are listening, this is for you guys. This is and, like, and honestly,
2: I mean, and for us. For us. I, mean, need, I gotta say, to like, I this. you know, talking to Mr. A, like, I mean, I I kind of haven't known what to do with myself today. Um, and I was like, you know what, I'm I'm kind of blessed in a way that that some some fans aren't. Like, I have the ability to, to get on the microphone here with you and like talk to all you guys out there that listen to us and share that share my pain with you. And I know that you and, guys are
1: going through it too. I mean, that's the thing. Is that's that's like it's it's like like the the greatest thing about a funeral is going to the wake, <laughs> is where you get to go. I'm sad. You're sad too. It's so good to be near you, sad person.
2: Yeah, because um, like, we both get it. You know.
1: Um,
2: so like, and, thank you guys for being there for us. as yeah. well, For for having this
1: community. Yeah. I think that's a word we can say it now. It's like yeah. this, you guys. We we you mean a low to us so thank you and thank you leonard um yes you know uh thanks for you know thanks for spock and and thanks for coming into our homes and thanks for being a hero on the big screen and thank you for for endowing you know quinto with like with your blessings so that we can still feel like like we lost you but we we didn't necessarily all the way lose spock um and knowing there's that a part
2: you, of you that will live on in that forever.
1: And and uh you know you 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 were huge for us. So thank you. My name is Justin.
2: My name is Alexia. Trek off. Track off bitches.
1: so hard to say that when you're sad, isn't it?
2: <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really. is <laughs>
0: Okay, bye guys. Bye. There are so few Vulcans left. We cannot afford to ignore each other. Then why did you send Kirk aboard when you alone could have explained the truth? Because you needed each other. I could not deprive you of the revelation of all that you could accomplish together. Of a friendship that will define you both. In ways you cannot yet realize. How did you persuade him to keep your secret? He inferred that universe-ending paradoxes would ensue should he break his promise. You lied. Oh... I... I implied... A gamble? An act of faith. One I hope that you'll repeat in the future as Starfleet. In the face of extinction, it is only logical I resign my Starfleet commission and help rebuild our race. And yet, you can be in two places at once. I urge you to remain in Starfleet. I have already located a suitable planet on which to establish a Vulcan colony. Spock, in this case, do yourself a favor. Put aside logic, do what feels right. Since my customary farewell would appear oddly self-serving, I shall simply say, good luck.